The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hope you're doing well. We're gearing up for the Christmas season. And I know you need a little, I don't know, ear at ASMR. It's not even ASMR. I'm just bringing you high quality fucking episodes. You're welcome. Also feel like a little bit of a king in a castle in this chair. You know what I mean? I'm sitting back. I know that my traps look yoked as hell because of my stature. So if you're watching this on YouTube, yeah. Tits are up. That's right. That's right, baby. Listen, I'm really excited to bring in my next guest. You know, I don't like to fuck around with guests. It's exhausting. You got to deal with their managers, yada, yada, yada. But this gal is one of my favorite women in comedy. She's fucking fantastic. We've been friends. We met at an audition for a pilot years ago. She's a writer on SNL. She's on Netflix. She's fucking hysterical. And you know what? She's one of the good people in the business. She's super fucking kind and she's so funny. And I'm obsessed with her. She's a new mom. I want to talk all things comedy, SNL, mom life how she balances it all. Please, without further ado, welcome to the studio, one of my favorite people on the planet, the one and only Rosebud Baker. We're jumping right into this. We've got the one and only iconic Rosebud Baker in here. You know what I mean? We're doing the fucking most. We were just off camera talking. Doing the most and the least. Doing the most and the least. That's yeah. right. That's right. She knows the catchphrases. <laughs> um, we were just talking offline about how we're fucking sick and tired of doing male comedian podcasts because it just makes you want to it makes, jump. You, it makes you want to jump. Yeah. <laughs> in front of a hot dog stand that's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. And here's the thing. Like, I have a good time. Yes. They're good people. Great people. I just, it's like, I can't do anything with their fans. Their yeah. fans come out and they don't understand what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> right. They stare at me like I like they're waiting for the headliner. Yes. And I'm like, no, it's me. No, it's me. It's actually, I, it's no, it's actually me. me. <laughs> um, they did hire me. They're paying me yeah. less than you would think. Yes. But, <laughs> but I'm still here. Yeah. No, this is so refreshing. Rosebud, for those of y'all who don't know, we met years ago on a pilot audition, which pilot auditions are probably one of the worst things you could ever fucking do. Yeah. Okay. Awful. We, you and I both knew the show was not going to get picked up. Mm-hmm. We were sitting in a room with other really desperate female comedians. Yep. The thirst in that room was so heavy. Yeah. Somebody was going through a divorce. <laughs> it was like, and they were just talking about their divorce. I was uh-huh. like, oh my God, this is wrong. I learned a lot about like lawyers. But I, I did too. I definitely got a prenup before yeah. I got married. Did you get a prenup with I Andy? didn't. I okay. didn't. Because here's the thing. I was like, I thought about it. And uh-huh. then I looked at how much it costs to like get a lawyer to do the prenup. And I was mm-hmm. like, eh. I honestly, I would just, that's half my money right there. So right, I'll just right. give him that. You know what I mean? I did help my sister's an attorney. So I was able to like low key, you know what I mean? That's what I need. Get that on the low. Yeah. 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 But it's, yeah, I always tell Jeff too. I'm like, I won't divorce you. I'll murder you. Like, yeah. like I, it would be a crime of passion. Cause right. that's how I know he's the right person because I, I would want to see him. I want to see the life <laughs> drain from his eyes. Why did you say it like it was a cute little thing? Cause I, do, I love him so much. I want to squeeze him. Like I would sit in a jail cell for the rest of my life, turn to my, you know, my neighbor every day and be like, do you want me to talk about how I killed Jeff? You know what I mean? Don't you feel that way I about Andy? in jail, you're still calling them your neighbor. Because <laughs> I would be completely delusional that I was like locked up raw. Like, hey, neighbor. Yeah. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Remember when I killed my husband? Still thinking about it. Hey, Tamara, you want to hear the play-by-play every second, <laughs> every second that it happened? How are you now? Okay, Rosebud, I gave an intro before you got in here. But listen, you're an icon. You're you're a fucking amazing you're stand-up. Sweet. You're a writer on SNL. You have basically my dream job. And you're a new mom. How the fuck are you balancing it all? I'm not. Yeah. I'm doing all of them really badly. Yeah, you I seem a little sweaty Saturday. right now. <laughs> I am truly, I'm doing everything as poorly as I can. Right. And I am barely surviving. Right. I truly... So you and I have talked about this. I wasn't sure that I wanted to have kids. Yeah. I wasn't positive that that was like the thing for me. And I did IVF. I like, I froze embryos. I was like, let me put this off. And then got pregnant two months after. Naturally? Naturally. Wow. But I think it was because all the fucking drugs. You were doped up. I was doped up. You were juicing. Dude, I I had COVID. I actively had COVID (laughs) when I got pregnant. And got, and like went home from Christmas and was like, "Hmm, this is kind of weird. Like- Maybe COVID fucked up my cycle or whatever. Sure enough, I was fucking pregnant. I found out I was in 30 Rock. 
I was literally, I took, okay, so Jimmy Fowley, who's hilarious, uh-huh. who's like such a funny, amazing sketch performer and writer. He's also on the writing staff. He was, I was like, I really don't know if I'm pregnant. I feel like I should take a test. And he was like, he's like, you should take a test here. You should take a test here. And yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. And he was like, he's like, come on, I'm a gay man. Yeah. Let me go. Give this he's to like, me. <laughs> Let me go ask the writer's assistant to get a pregnancy test. He's like, please, it'll be so dramatic. I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fine. So he went, they bring back a pregnancy test. I take the test in 30 Rock. In your office? In no, well, I'm That'd be amazing if I just pissed in my office. But <laughs> right, that's right. That's right. I saw I your office. They're t- tiny. I can't tell yeah. you how many times I'd love to yeah. have done that. But I take the test. I go back into Jimmy's office. There's like four of the writers are in there. And I was like, y'all, I'm fucking pregnant. <gasps> and I- Rosebud. It was crazy. It was nuts. And then I go home. I tell Andy. Yeah. Did I tell you about what happened? No. When I told him? Uh-uh. That he said he was going to go to the Ukraine? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? To fight the war? He would rather take up arms and that fight was, the war? That was my question. Okay. He goes, if you're pregnant, I should tell you something. And I go, what is it? And I thought he had cheated or something. Mm-hmm. He was like, I bought a ticket to Ukraine. <laughs> and I was like, uh, why? And I was like, is it to fight? Yeah. Why are you going to Ukraine? Yeah. I was like, you're a clown. There's no reason for you to do that. He was like, I was going to go and I was going to FaceTime you and I was just going to get your reaction on camera when I got there and like clip it up. And I was like, wait a minute, are you insane? Was he being serious? Yes. He was going to do a bit. He He was was going to go to to Ukraine Ukraine. as a bit. And I was like, I am now pregnant with your idiot child. (laughs) I don't... (laughs) Can I tell you, I'm so jealous that you can still do bits with your spouse. <laughs> Jeff would literally, I, I, I just, I'm so jealous that that is like a moment that you could have together. I mean, you want to kill him. I wanted to kill him. Yeah. And, I, and to be honest, I was like, should I abort? Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I was like, what is happening? I had COVID. He's yeah. going to Ukraine. So I'm, I, I, with COVID, fucked an actively insane man. Yeah. And now I'm having his child. And I was like, okay, so you're not going. You're definitely not going. And I just I just hung in there and now we have a beautiful baby girl who Baby Minnow. Baby Minnow. I love it. What was yeah. the inspiration behind the name? So my aunt's name is Minnow. Oh, very and cool. It's her nickname. Yeah. But I wanted to name my child after an alive family member. Yeah. I, did not, <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna go for the dead. The family. dead one? It feels like a bad sign. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just felt like I was like, mm, I can't do that. Because yeah. I thought about naming her after my sister, but right. I was like, my sister died and mm-hmm. she died young. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I, I hear you. My dad's whole family, we kind of say there's like a little bit of a McMahon curse, knock on wood, because my entire dad's fam- side of the family died young. Like his d- brother died at 16. My dad died in his 50s. His parents Jesus. died young. But I'm Heather Kyle, named after my dad. And I yeah. always like wanted a daughter. I mean, I have one baby girl embryo on ice. So I always love the name Kyle for yeah. a girl too, yeah. or even a boy, right? Yeah. Although some people try to make like Kyle the new Karen. I was like, not even fucking close. Okay, no. not even fucking close. No. <laughs> so I always wanted to incorporate Kyle somehow in it but now that you say it yeah it does make me yeah it makes my asshole pucker just a little bit it made me just go like this I was like I don't know I can't do it yeah and because you know when you're pregnant you're like okay obviously I'm I'm coming at this a little late in the game right so everything felt very sketchy right I was like for I I think probably (laughs) I I fucked up the whole first trimester for Andy because I would be like working out and I'd be like it's dead (laughs) I would just be saying that over I'd be like Baby's dead. I don't know. Baby's I, dead. I feel nothing. I feel nothing. I, I don't, she's not Were there. Were you sick? I was not really sick. That was yeah. the other thing. I was like, I'm not puking, so right. she's not there. I was like nauseous, but I I was never nauseous enough to like, like lose weight in my first trimester. Right. Which is a dream. You know what I mean? I know. I have girlfriends who either loved being pregnant or they literally said like the minute their husbands rolled off of them, they were projectile vomiting. And yeah. I don't, my mom literally has basically held me at gunpoint and been like, get a surrogate. Cause she essentially, my mom with my sister and I both had, I guess, whatever hyperamnesia or what, what is that thing that Amy Schumer had? Yeah, hypernemesis. Yes. She basically had that and they didn't know what it was back in the day. So my oh mom was my like, God. do not have this baby yeah. by yourself. She's like, you need to outsource this because it's genetically, you you will fucking die. Heather, I can't stress this enough. <laughs> yes. Get a surrogate. Yeah. I was looking for an, a surrogate. I uh-huh. was actively looking for one. And 
I just, because I was like, I just had this bad feeling about being pregnant. Right. I've been pregnant before. Right. It feels like shit. Yeah. I was like, I don't really want to do that. And, uh, and so I was looking for a surrogate and then got pregnant, but it is a nightmare. Yeah. It is a nightmare. I had SPD. It was like when the pelvic, the bone between your pelvic joints like splits and what do you mean splits? My pelvics, my Je pelvis split in half. Jesus Christ. And it was, it was just, I couldn't walk. I couldn't <sighs> get in and out of bed. I couldn't get, like, I couldn't put my underwear on by and myself. And how far pregnant are you when you get SPD? Is this I like was, early? I was at 20 weeks when I first started getting symptoms of it. And then it just got worse and worse and worse because I was touring. So. Right. Because, you know, women have to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is insane. I was like, this is insane. So you're touring while, I mean, 20 weeks is what, halfway? 20 weeks is halfway, yeah. Okay. So you're you're doing full stand-up, touring, on the road, mm -hmm. fucking hustling, and no one will ever understand. Like, I've been around other actors. I think we talked about this the other night. I was like, it's so funny being around other actors because they simply don't have any sort of hustle. Everything gets brought to them. Like, right. if, you're, if, if you are on a project with an actor, they get smoothies brought to them, coffees. I'm always at craft services myself, like, yeah. cooking up my own burrito. Because I'm like, I know how too, to do this. It's too boring to it's do the other boring. shit. It's too boring. Yeah. We bitch and complain about how much we schlep and how much we do, but I could only imagine what it's like to do all of that and being pregnant right. with no pelvis. But here's the thing. Yes. The other option is just being pregnant. Which so, fucking kill me. We, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, this is, this is great because it's a distraction. Right. But I will never do that again. Okay. I will never do that again. That was truly traumatic. Emma Stone was at the, was at uh, the show. Yes. And we were talking about it. And yeah. She was like, I'm one and done. And I was like, me too. Yeah. I'm just, I'm done. Just I lock it up. Yeah. Now, how is your pelvis now? Did it go back together? It's pretty much like the day of my C-section. Yeah. I was walking better than I did walking into the hospital. Holy like, shit. That's how much pain I was in. And I didn't even know, I didn't even really register that until I was walking around with a fucking dinner plate hole <laughs> in my stomach. And I was like, this feels better. I mean, that's crazy. You have a crock pot literally yes. coming out of your vagina and you're yes. like, I feel great. Yes. <laughs> it's like, this is great. This is fantastic. So once it's crazy how you can just like barrel through the pain right. just to get through your day. And, and then, and then it's over. It's over like that. Like, and then now you have baby Minnow and she's sleeping in a closet. Yeah. I love this. I love this journey. She's sleeping in a closet. She's just sleeping in a closet. But that's also just New York. You know what I mean? That's what I said. I was like, this is a New York baby. Yeah. I'm going to fucking move my clothes out of my closet, put some wallpaper up, throw a crib in there. And that's her life. Bang. Yep. Gucci gang. We love that. Yeah. It's just, that's just, you know, being innovative. You know what I mean? Invite Bobby from Queer Eye or Nate Burkus over. And I, I guarantee they give you five star. I would absolutely do that. <laughs> I, I, I want them to. I, yeah. want, the, I want someone... I love interior design so much. I want somebody to come and rate my home so bad. I recently started taking touring money and I'm actually investing in like couches and drapes. Like I got hotel drapes in my bedroom right now. Yes. I've redone everything. I mean, I bought a vintage painting the other day. Who the fuck is she? Amazing. I mean, the outfit's still from Old Navy and Zara, but I'm still like, <laughs> I have now started, I get it. I get how you become a crazy old lady and mm -hmm. you buy rugs and you buy throw pillows. Yep. And the next thing you know, you got 45 fucking antiques in the house. Have you been on Cherish? Oh, have I been on Cherish, bitch. <laughs> Where you just, you're like, you just buy accents. Yeah. Captain chairs yeah. is what I buy on Cherish. I'll, dude, I had a lamp problem. Yeah, oh, a lamp problem. It Fuck was it a up. real yeah. problem. Like mm -hmm. there's still so many lamps in my home that I don't have a place for and they're yeah. just like on the floor and I'm like, Fuck, where am I going to put these? I'll bring them into the office. They stay up on like a shelf. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do with them, but I, I'm keeping these fucking lamps. That's how I was with rugs for a minute. I We have probably, I'm not even kidding you, six rolled up rugs in our garage right now. Yep. Now we have the space for this shit. So mm -hmm. in New York, you have to get rid of it. Right. And Jeff's really like, you have a fucking problem. You're hoarding <laughs> rugs. I was like, but I got it. I'm cherished. I won the fucking auction. It's great. It's a zebra hide, Jeff. <laughs> and he's like, are these legal? I'm like, I don't know, but it's beautiful. Like it's I blacked the Fuck out. You have to win it. That's the thing with the auction. You're like, I got to win this shit. I know. I know. I and can't. I didn't like old shit. I was never an antique girl. Like I like new, modern, but now I get it. Same. I wanted like new and modern shit. And I do think that's, I think that's the way to go when it comes to like big pieces, like couch, you know, yeah. chairs. Something somebody hasn't farted on. Yeah. yeah. You want something that doesn't have bed bugs. I, yeah. hundred you know, percent. So I, I'll go with that, but I'll go with Pottery Barn or fucking Restoration Heart. It's something, yeah. you know, standard for that shit. But like, I love accessory, <laughs> accessorizing my home with a rug or a lamp from uh -huh. Cherish or anything like a painting, a framed painting, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, 
it gets you hot and horny in a way that I don't think men will ever understand. No. You just don't get it. Mm -mm. I mean, maybe that's how Jeff feels when he's like placing a bet on DraftKings or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. His team I wins. I feel like it's like how they feel when they put on like a meta helmet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do like virtual reality. Yep. Yep. And we're just on there, just on the fucking app. I'm like, just I buying lamps. lose myself forever here. Yeah. yeah. I feel you. The number one most important thing in my life is AG1, okay? I take it every morning. I take one scoop of AG1, put it in a little bit of water, and I drink it down. It's absolutely delicious. But you know what I love about it? It has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that help me feel like I'm giving myself a good kick in the ass every day. It's got minerals, probiotics, and whole food source ingredients of high quality that give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. I'll tell you, if you're traveling abroad and you don't take AG1 with you, you will not shit for a week, okay? You need to have this with you. Whenever I'm going to Italy, I already know I'm not gonna be eating a lot of greens, so I take a scoop of AG1 in the morning and I just feel like I'm able to keep it right, tight, regular, you know what I'm talking about. I have given AG1 as gifts to everybody this year. I literally have, if you go in my hall closet, I have like 65 bags of AG1. My mom was ordering it, my sister was ordering it, Jeff was ordering it, and then I was getting it, obviously, from the podcast, so I had no idea. Like we were actually spend money on AG1. I know I get sent a lot of free shit on this podcast, but AG1 I invest in because it's legit that great. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash absolutely. That's drinkag1.com slash absolutely. Check it out. You're going to thank me later. But listen, makes a great stocking stuffer. Also, just give yourself the gift of health and wellness and feeling good and protecting your body. We're going right through the holidays. Then next thing you know, we're going to be in January, which is absolute set the world on fire season. And you want to be armed with the best of the best. So again, go to drinkag1.com slash absolutely. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp. You just get help. Just get help and make it better, okay? I love BetterHelp because it's an awesome way to talk to somebody online in your car, wherever you are. You don't have to make an appointment and go into some stuffy doctor's office. BetterHelp is just an awesome experience online to, hey, start thinking about therapy. Give BetterHelp a try. Listen, it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist today and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I love BetterHelp. It was so easy when I was on the road. I was able to just literally go online, find a therapist. So when I'm stressed out, I'm doing shows, I'm backstage, I only have a 15 minute window. Somebody was able to really be able to chat with me on my time, on my terms, which is 90% of it. Nobody has time to go into a stuffy office and then you gotta lay on a couch and things are awkward. Listen, do it all online. Make it easy for yourself. BetterHelp is awesome. And listen, the holiday is a great time to start, okay? You know, you're gonna be around family that's gonna drive you nuts. You know, the stress of schlepping and moving around and traveling, all of that. Why not have a non-biased third party just to sit around and have a little chit-chat with? Listen, in the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash absolutely today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash absolutely. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash absolutely. You're gonna thank me later. You're gonna love BetterHelp. It's just an awesome way to have somebody to chit-chat with. Again, safe, all online, and on your terms. That's betterhelp.com slash absolutely. Now back to the podcast. So, okay, what is the, the most insane thing when you started making money in comedy? What's the most insane thing you ever bought? Oh my God. You also seem like a very practical bitch. Like no, I know you're buying I'm, antiques, but I know that you're also like- Bitch, yeah. I will, I'll, I'll be the first one to be like, I need to spend $2,000 today to just to get to Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to get through to Wednesday. Just to get through. Yep. I'm at the point of the season right now where I'm hungry all the fucking time. I'm very sleepy and mm -hmm. I need to spend money every day to feel alive. Yeah. And I know that that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. But it's an honest place. I'm being honest. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I, and it's not money that I should be spending. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I don't have like $2,000 worth of just throwaway cash. <laughs> I got You're a daughter. You're a mother now. You yeah. have a daughter. I got a daughter and fucking daycare is expensive. Yeah. And Andy's trying to go to the Ukraine. So he's got flights to and catch. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Andy's got to fly first class to Ukraine just to do a bit. Exactly. For a fucking YouTube clip. But I do feel like I think the weirdest thing that I've ever bought. God, I'm like, if I if I really think about it, it's got to be something clothing related. Yeah. Because I really will lose 
my shit on clothes. But see, you're cute and petite too, so you can buy all the antique, like you can buy the vintage YSL, all that. That's what keeps me out of the streets of buying all the fancy clothes because they don't make a size 14. You know what I mean? So it, hel it helps me out. And I have a huge fucking foot. I'm a size 11 shoe. So I can't, I mean, I can buy designer shoes, but I can't go into like a Chanel and they're like, yeah. you know, they laugh me out of the store. I think you just opened up a new door for me because I never thought about buying vintage YSL or anything oh, yeah. like that. Listen, buy some vintage Chanel jackets. Like I could see you as like an Upper East Side mom. Not that that's who you are at all, but I think you should just start wearing like tweed Chanel jackets and carry baby minnow around and just fuck shit up. Just look like a senator's yeah, wife. Yeah, a senator's wife. Yeah. Which is all I've ever wanted to be. I know. You know what I mean? I know, I know. Like a secretly closeted gay senator's wife. That's yes. the dream. Yes. Yeah. That's incredible. I know. It's incredible. It's it's really on my vision board. And I just next I time it I up. read about a senator who's like fucked a guy and got caught for it, yeah. I'm gonna reach out to the wife and say, just congratulations. Yeah, you you did it. You do what we all wanted to you do. You got to the finish line, bitch. You really did. Yeah. You're wearing a St. John suit that was like three thousand dollars <laughs> and you're fucking doing the most. Yeah. Yeah. And now we know he's gay. So you get to take half his money and run. And run. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're on tour. And I'm about to have to fucking freeze my eggs again if I even have a chance at having a baby, probably. And I literally, like, I think about, I, I've got to wrap up this tour, but they're like, you have to do it in the next six months. I'm like, well, I'm going to fucking Australia and I'm doing touring. Like, what the fuck do you want from me? Yeah. The thought of having to inject myself again and do that, I don't, I'm like, I can't do it. But I Heather, can't do it. Heather, it, well, if you don't want to do it, that's one thing. I have to do it though. I, I want children. Do I want a child? I Has it changed your life? Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, here's the thing. I love her yeah. so much. I literally, if a car was headed at us, I'm convinced my body would turn to metal. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I That's how much I love her. And I just am like, I'll kill anyone who tries to hurt her. Right. But on the other hand, and I'm, I'm only two months in, so right. I'm still in the fucking weeds here. Right. But it's, it is hard. And when I say hard, I mean like, it's like, we're used to being tired. We're used to the exhaustion. Yes. We're used to sleep deprivation. All of that, that's a breeze. But it's the caring so much. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Like the worrying too, I would imagine. It ties into that. I don't feel like I have to worry about her because I, I feel like Andy is so great and Andy's been home while I've been working. And, uh -huh. you know, I lucked the fuck out in that sense. And I, but- I worry about her future. I worry about, yeah, all the other shit around her. Right. Just the caring is exhausting. It's I've exhausting. never cared. So much. So much. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you're on cherish on your time off buying vintage lamps for her closet baby room. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I hear you. But yeah, I would say it's fucking awesome. I will say when you announced your pregnancy, I literally said out loud, I think I was like sitting in my office. I was like, fuck, if Rosebud can do it, I can. It, I, I don't mean even no, say that, I about, get, but I was like, if Rosebud can do this, I can fucking do this. I get why you're saying that because yeah. it's, you're the only person that I feel <laughs> like when I see your social media, I go that she's as tired as me. <laughs> Just so fucking tired. Yeah. It hurts. It's bone chilling yeah. tired. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I do agree with you. Yeah. Like it's, you can do it you're used to this. Like you're used to the fucking running and getting shit done. And like, you're a hustler and that's what moms do. Right. So I was in the airport at Delta Sky Club and this woman came up to me and she was a fan and we were chit-chatting and she was flying on an international flight. She runs her own company, yada, yada, yada. She was like, yeah, I just had my, you know, two-year-old's birthday today. And I said, how the fuck do you do this all? And she goes, Heather, you know, she, she said the same thing. She goes, you know what it's like to be bone chilling tired? Yep. You can handle motherhood. She goes, it's probably will be like, you'll be able to handle it. I'm telling you, I was prepared for all the bad shit. I was prepared for mm -hmm. being tired. I was prepared for doing hard things. I was prepared for even go getting through something that I thought was impossible. Right. But what I wasn't prepared for was the good shit. Can I tell you, I think there's such a toxic like place, especially on like TikTok of these like parents who are like, we're just going to be so real about shit, but there is no, there hasn't been a positive message about parenting yeah. that I've seen on the interwebs since yeah. like 87. Yeah, I know. And it's- Isn't it sad? It's sad because I, I- She's so funny. Yeah. I mean, my daughter looked at me, farted and crossed her eyes at the <laughs> yeah, same time. Yes. I saw when you put it up online, I was like, this is legit. I was like, I've never laughed so hard in right. my life. And as a comic, it's just nice to be like, you know, it's like, I laugh at stuff, but I don't like laugh, laugh right. at shit. And she makes me laugh. Right. I'm like, 
dying every time I look She's at her. She's so fucking cute. You also made a cute baby. But were you afraid at all? I mean, you and Andy are of both attractive people. Of course I was afraid. But I really have a genuine like fear. I'm like, Jeff and I are, you know, fairly attractive people, but sometimes, I mean, look at Angelina and Brad. They had some, you know, they had some, they had some yeah, funky kids. Some misses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They did. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, you and Andy are attractive. Sometimes we put two attractive people. You don't know what you're going to get. I was scared. I was yeah. I was scared. But here's the thing. Uh -huh. You find out, like, the, the ultrasounds now, like, literally give you a picture of your baby's face. Like, yeah. you, I, other people saw it and they were like, I can't make a face out of this. I knew exactly what she was going to look really? like when I looked at her ultrasound. Uh -huh. And so I knew I was like, oh, she's going to be a cutie pie. She's like, so fucking cute. Yeah. So how are you back at SNL? Like, what are you doing? You have a two-month-old. I know. And you're back at work. And so, like, I visited you the other night at SNL, and the hours are fucking insane. You didn't even leave the office till 1.45. I don't I'll be know honest, how the I didn't leave it. until 3 a.m., yeah. but I was, I was in trouble when I left. Uh, Andy was like, are you coming home? Yeah. So I, it's hard, but it's like, you know, I needed to use my brain. Right. I needed to, like, be not thinking about diapers and spit up and eating. And I, I was going a little nuts. Right. And I also just the culture there is like, everybody's like, take as much time as you need, please. Like you're not going to get this time back. Go take when they're brand new. I, I I'm sorry to say it. It, it kind of sucks a little right. bit. Like it's boring and I, it's amazing and incredible, but it's also really boring because they don't do anything. They don't fucking talk. They don't, right. they can't use their hands. They don't know it's you holding them. You're like, just them. swaddle it, wrap it up, put it in the snoo and you're good. Truly. Uh -huh. That's the whole thing. And a little tummy time, you're I good. I was like, she's asleep all the time. Like she, I, now she's like starting to smile and giggle. And I'm like, okay, this is now game on. But yeah, I was just like, I, I want to go back to work, you know? And everybody there was like, take your time. And then I was like, okay, well, how much time did you take? And they were like, oh, I gave birth on the floor of 8H and I was back in an hour. And I'm like, okay, cool. So that's the other thing too. The pressure of like, as much people like go away for a little while, have a baby, do your thing. Like I've even had like people in business say, you know, Heather, a baby would really like your audience. They want to see it. And I'm yeah. like, okay, but I have to finish the tour. I have right. to get through shit. Right. Yes. I would also like to build a family and have that with my husband. Yeah. But yeah, I love that we're looking at this as like a good opportunity for like right. selling tickets. I like, know. What the fuck? It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I can't tell you how many times I've heard like, oh yeah. And you know, you could, you could put that, you could post that on socials. That's a great socials thing. And I'm like, you're, can you not, it's really fucking gross. I'm like, that's my kid. I, uh -huh. I, you're fucking grossing me out. Mm -hmm. But you know? what is the paycheck? You know? like, but yeah, how much does it pay though? <laughs> Because what are we selling? Oh, Nathan's hot dogs. We need so they want <laughs> Minnow needs to be in a Nathan's hot dog ad. Okay. Well, okay. she does live in a closet. Yeah, so, so we could we could take that money, you know. Put a couple wieners in the crib and yeah. just let her like lay on a pillow <laughs> of hot dogs. I mean, yeah, there are days where I also I do in this sick vein of my brain, I'm literally like, that's fucking gross. Like, let me be a mother. Let me have those moments. And I'm like, but think about the brand deals, you know? I know, I know. Here's can I be honest? Yes. It's there is like a weird thing that happens when you, that's what I'm talking about, where it's like, it's hard to care this much. Yeah. Cause I would have, I would never have like blinked an eye. I'd be like, yeah, no, I, before she was born, I was like, she's getting an agent. She's getting an yeah, agent absolutely. the second she's born. Now I'm like, I couldn't imagine, I, like it's putting her in a position of like being in the entertainment industry. It's like, no, like never, absolutely not. Fuck that. Cause it's just too terrifying. I'm like- I, I get asked all the time, like young girls will come to my show and they're like, hey, I'm a new standup or like, what's the advice in the business? What's your advice in this business? And I literally go run, do anything but this fucking business. Yeah. I love it. Yes, while people see success now, I'm still fighting for my fucking life every day. As you are, you have like one of the coolest gigs in the world. You're doing standup and writing for SNL, but you know, like if you don't show up with your fucking A game, it takes one comment on a YouTube video to make you literally want to jump off the George Washington Bridge. I know, it's really- It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And, it's, and that's not- not even including the disgusting calls you get from like your reps. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the the ones where they're trying to be nice, but they're giving you bad news and they treat you like <laughs> you're going to jump off a bridge. Like that's the kind of thing where I'm like, oh my God. I finally just told my manager, Maggie, I was like, listen, I know your whole job is to manage my expectations. I know I didn't book it. Just be fucking honest with me. Like yeah. literally call me and just be like, listen, bitch, they went with a thin Asian. I, they, that's all I want. They're always like, they loved you. They loved, they are mm -hmm. obsessed. It's actually kind of weird how yes. obsessed they are with you, but it's they so don't want you to come back mm -hmm. in the building. They, if you, are around the building, yeah. they say to take the service entrance. <laughs> I'm like, okay.
Cool. Thank you. But they love you. But they loved you. Literally iconic. They have so many other ideas <laughs> in mind for other gigs, but they do have a restraining order on you. Right. And they said that you broke the toilet at the, in the audition. Yeah. And please stay yeah. away from their families. And please That's- do not contact their families mm-hmm. or show up at their children's school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly the kind of calls that mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you. I get it. You know, I'm always on the road. You know, I'm traveling. I'm still doing work. We're going into absolute like sick season. And I've got to arm myself with a strengthen immunity, okay? And gut health and improve my fitness and metabolism and enhance my skin and hair radiance. Why would I not want all of the above? Well, I recently discovered an incredible product and brand called Armra Colostrum. Okay, it's awesome. I got the little orange packs. I throw them in my purse. It's really delicious. I just mix it with water and I'm pretty much obsessed with this product. Colostrum, just so we're all on the same page, is the first nutrition we receive in life and contains all the essential nutrients our bodies need in order to thrive. So Armra Colostrum is a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 living bioactive nutrients that rebuild the barriers of your body and fuel cellular health for a host of research back health benefits. Dude, the Armour Colostrum is a game changer, okay? It's made out of premium bovine colostrum concentrate. And unlike any other product on the market, it is wholly natural, sustainable, and was developed with the highest integrity from start to finish. We've worked out a special offer for my audience. You can receive 15% off your order. Just go to Try Armour. Let me spell it out for you. That's dot com slash absolutely not. Again, that's slash absolutely not or enter absolutely not to get 15% off your first order. That's dot com slash absolutely not. It's going to change your life, fortifies gut health, ignites metabolism, reactivates hair growth and glowing skin, fuels fitness, performance and recovery. You're going to love it. Let me know what you think about the product. Again, go to tryarmor.com slash absolutely not. Listen, we've all been there. You're trying to fit everything that you think you might need for a trip only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. Well, base, there's room for everything, okay? 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip, you got it. That's the one thing I will say. I'm a very savvy packer, but I always pack 45 pairs of thongs and Jeff's like, why are you doing this? I'm like, because you just never fucking know, okay? Base has you. They have literally all the bases covered. You're welcome for that one. Base was created by actress Shay Mitchell and it's made sleek, affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. They have a 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushion handle, built-in weight indicator, which everybody needs because there's no worse panic than going to the, you know, you get to the airport and then they're making you pull all the shit out of your bag because it's overweight. That's the worst, okay? They have washable bags for your dirty clothes and all the interior pockets you could need to ever stay organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors and for shorter trips, the weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. I love it because the bottom, it like zips around on the bottom. It looks like a regular duffel up top, but it can hold so much stuff. And then the bottom is a secret compartment that holds all your shoes. So you don't have to worry about your shoes, touching your other garments. You know, that creeps me out. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting Base Travel. Let me spell that out for you. That's B-E-I-S-T-R-A-V-E-L.com slash absolutely. That's BaseTravel.com slash absolutely. Go to BaseTravel.com slash absolutely for 15% off your first purchase. That's BaseTravel.com slash absolutely. Get your base today. Makes a great gift. You're welcome. Thank me later. Now back to the podcast. It was so interesting seeing you at SNL too, because I understand the, I mean, I actually really don't understand the hours. What's your typical day-to-day? Like, what does your week look like? Okay, so today's Tuesday. Yeah. Um, Would you have to go to work after this, right? Yeah. So Monday we go in like 5 p.m. We pitch to Lauren and the host. Tuesday we go in for writing night. We kind of, everybody like gets in at three. We all just bullshit for hours. Right. No one writes a fucking thing. Good time management. Six, seven p.m. rolls around. People are like, "So we should we should we get Start a draft this? out?" <laughs> and we sit down and and then we're not done until three, four in the morning. So and then we wake up Wednesday. We have to get drafts in by ten a.m. So generally, so you haven't slept. Haven't slept. Do you go home or do you sleep in your office? I go home. I've slept in my office once. It was a mistake. I go home. I get at least like three hours. I wake up. I go over the draft with my uh, with the other writers, send that in, and then we're in by 3 p.m. for like a table 6 read. p.m. table read. 
Jesus. So table read, you would fucking crush host, by the way. I'm like, every time I'm like, Heather could do this schedule, no problem. But uh, you've heard it here first. If anybody sees this on the YouTubes, I'm ready to go. Yeah. You did text me when the special came out, which was so sweet. And you were like, have so your good. reps fucking, you need a host. It's on the vision board. If yeah. I host, I will be done though. You'd I be will amazing peaked, as And then I'll host. never, you'll never see me again. I'll live on a boat <laughs> in the Turks and Caicos. That's all I want to do my entire life. But continue. Thank you for the flattery. Yeah. yeah. So we do the table read. We get out like, they make picks, right? So they pick the show from what we've written on Tuesday and what they heard at Table Read. So we find out which sketches got picked by about 10 p.m. Wednesday. Uh, you go talk to props. If your sketch gets picked, you talk to props, design, whatever, and then you go home. Thursday, we're in at noon. Not bad. Okay. That's rewrites. We rewrite everything, punch things up. Friday's blocking. Saturday's dress rehearsal show. I mean, it's insane. When does anybody have time to shoot the the digital shorts and stuff? Those are on Friday. So when we're blocking the live sketches, uh -huh. everybody on Friday is shooting at the film unit. And then rehearsal on Saturday mm -hmm. at 7 p.m., live show at 11.30. Mm -hmm. You don't get out of there till three o'clock in the morning. Yep. And then you kind of can sleep in on Sunday and then you're back at it again on Monday. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, that's fucking insane. It's it, crazy. It's like legitimately crazy. You know, I did IVF while I was working there. I was like shooting myself up in my office. <laughs> it's insane. IVF I thought was going to break me. I had to do it like three times because I fucked it up. And then my body just did not adjust to the medicine and was like, I was on testosterone. I was losing my it's mind. So much. And I had to do the shots while I was on the road. And I was like, this is insane. I yeah. just have a bag of fucking loose drugs yep. and needles. And I'm sitting in the Sky Club in Detroit right now. And I literally, there's not enough wine in crying this building. Crying in the Sky Club. Yeah, crying in the Sky Club. Juiced up and crying in the Sky Club. That should be the name of your next special. Absolutely. Crying yeah. in the Sky Club. Yeah. So what did you do? You were just injecting yourself. I was just injecting myself like every day and just like throwing shit in the garbage and people like I'd be pitching I'd yeah. be like okay like just like picking a place on my stomach and being like how about fart balloon is that funny <laughs> just crazy shit like yeah truly the darkest I mean but this is such a testament to like women can do everything I think about it all the time. I'm like, Jeff right now lives kind of a, you know, easy breezy life. I mean, he does all the finances and stuff in our family. But I'm also like, if you could get pregnant, Jeff, our life would be so much easier. Actually, yeah. it might be hell because, you know, I always tell him to suffer in silence because, you know, he he just, if Jeff wakes up in the middle of the night because he has acid reflux, he has to tell you about it. And yeah. I'm like, let me fucking sleep. Yeah. But I'm like, women can fucking do everything. I can't tell you how many times Andy walked in the door while I was pregnant saying he's tired. I was like, I'm yeah. going to throw something at you. <laughs> I'm going to literally kill I'm you. I'm going to throw a chair. Wait, let's go back to him just going to the Ukraine. He was going to do this <laughs> I as a bit. I'm telling you, you have as many answers as I do. Okay. And I sit there and I can't let it go. I go yeah. like, what? Why was it? And he's always had this like, he's got, you know how every comic has a bit that doesn't work that they won't let go of? Uh-huh. Yeah. He has this, he wants to do a bit that involves an exorbitant amount of travel. Mm-hmm. Because he thinks it's funny that he would go that far for a bit. And I'm like, it's funny to you. Mm -hmm. I don't get, with a, you gotta drop the bit, Andy. <laughs> you gotta drop the travel bit. Also, I'm pretty sure there's like eight people on TikTok that do that where they have like the AI filter. It's like, where should I go next? And right. they're like, I'm in Abu Dhabi. That's what I'm like. You could easily do this without spending so much money and also like killing yourself in the process. And also being an absentee father. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is insane. Uh-huh. But, you know, I married him and he's an idiot and I love him. And you love him. You guys are very cute together. You match. I'm going to tell you this right now. You and Andy match. And I I don't say that about a lot of couples, but I do think I was thinking good. the same thing about you and Jeff. We have the same. We like, have the same shoulder size for sure. You work. <laughs> you just work. We work. Yeah. Like he's so supportive and uh -huh. he gets it. He's like, I've met a lot of people who are not in show business that are married to people in show business. And I, I got to be honest the ratio is bad in terms of like Very personalities. Mm -hmm. Jeff is like a joy. He's like, he, he he's really is genuinely nice to be around. He's very nice to be around. And I rip him a new asshole on stage and he takes it on the chin and he's like, whatever, I'm playing golf. Yeah. Tell him I got a tiny dick. I don't care. <laughs> like, he does not care. I had a full blown nervous breakdown before I shot this special and a couple weeks ago. Cause I, you know, really kind of, I mean, the whole thing's called breadwinner. I talk about how yeah. like now I started making more money than him. And I kind of had this thing where I was like, oh my God, what is, what's going to happen? Is this going to come out? And then it's on Netflix in a year. And then he's going to all of a sudden resent me, even though I've done this show a hundred times. And I had a full spiral. He's like, what is wrong with you? I said, well, I just don't want you to resent me that I've made these jokes. He's like, I don't, I would have told you a hundred shows before, yeah, yeah, you know, but it's still this like insane, like innate feeling inside that I'm like, I want to make 
sure everybody's okay. No, I get it. And I, male comedians wouldn't think twice about ripping my fucking kids. My kids are so annoying. My wife's a bitch. They wouldn't yeah. think twice about it. Right. So like why, Jeff was like, why are you thinking twice about saying jokes about me? He said that? Yes. That's I had to give him a blowjob immediately after. <laughs> yeah. 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 Has Andy ever, I mean, well, Andy's a stand-up, So, I mean, he's also just so fucking funny. Have you guys ever had a moment where it's like, you can't talk about that on stage? There's been jokes where I'm like, that's a little close to like something I did, or I've done yeah. something where he's like, that's a little close to my bit. And I'm like, okay, got it. That's yeah. like the, that's the thing where mm, we go. Stealing like, bits. If you steal my bit, we're I'll fu fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and there's definitely times where he's gotten to a bit faster mm -hmm. that, than I have. And I've just been pissed yeah. because I'm like, Fuck, Fuck, that's you. good. That's mm -hmm. really good. But he had a joke, like he had a joke about, um, it's so funny. It made me so mad. It was about when I had a miscarriage and mm -hmm. he was like, he was like two Christmases ago, my wife got me a present for Christmas. It was a card and it said, congratulations, you're going to be a father. And he's like, and everybody's like, oh, and then he's like, and then she miscarried and she never got me another Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, you're like, you know what? I'm like, good job, Andy. I was in the back going like, yeah, fuck, fuck you. you. But it was like, mm -hmm. I wasn't mad about the bit. I was mad that it was so good. God, that is a good, God, Andy's so fun. I love that y'all are both so dark because Jeff and I are very dark. Yeah. Like our humor at home is so fucked up. It's yeah. so layered. Jeff calls himself the content monster. He is not a stand-up, but he's just like, you know, you keep me around because I give you good content. <laughs> like I give you so much good content. I'm, yeah, I, I said, the fact that you're calling yourself the content monster is disgusting. Yeah. And I realize I have created a monster. Just go fucking play golf. Get out of my sight. I will fucking kill yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally, I was like, I'm disgusted by you. I right. would never, I don't, want to have sex with the content monster yeah okay yeah he's making you call him that yeah he is he's literally <laughs> like a content monster does it again like this video went viral the other day our dog i had the flu our dog ran out of the house oh i saw it yeah you saw it it's stupid and she jeff, was so funny she was over so just jeff going cookie cookie we don't even i don't know why he yelled cookie we don't say cookie we say treat <laughs> I, we don't call the dog cookie he just like there was a glitch in the matrix and he just panicked. I was I was confused because I was like, who's Cookie? No one knows who Cookie is. Jeff was just like, I don't know. Maybe she wanted cookies. And so I saw the video. I was like, I have to put this up online because I have a fucking dreadlock. I, I'm literally like day two of the flu. <laughs> and then I just, and Jeff's like, she what I do for our family. I was like, you weren't even doing anything, Jeff. It's just you being an asshole yeah. chasing after our dog. But yeah. yes, you, I will call you the content monster. You let the dog out. <laughs> you let the dog out. You're actually a horrible dog parent. Him spinning that so that he yeah. did it for your family. Oh my God. It's just, you know, he, he gives Perfect. me so much. Yeah. So funny. So what are you doing next? So you're doing SNL. You're almost done. You're wrapping this week, right? Yeah. We're wrapping this week for a month and then I'm going to go, we're going to Florida. God bless. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> Do you have family there? No. Where in Florida Andy's are you going? doing shows. Okay. And... I was like, I guess I'll go mm -hmm. to Florida. I also have to go to LA because I have to do press for the special. Right. So I'm like, well, the special, the fucking Netflix thing. But it's Rosebud, you're so fucking talented. Tell everybody I where they can find you. So you you can... also have like a billion specials out. Well, you've done a lot of like your 10 minute bits, which I think is bullshit. You have a full special coming out, right? I, I do. Okay, yeah. good. Are yeah. you allowed to announce? I I can't announce when it's coming out okay. because here's the thing. I'll tell you what it's about. Yes, like, please so, tell me. So I shot the hour right before... I had my baby. Right. And I, I had this, like, I was like, I feel like I want to do something a little bit different. And I was so scared about having a kid. I was like, what if I do a special that's like right before I have the kid mm -hmm. and then a year after I have the kid? Yeah. And I combine the two. And so that's what's, that's what I'm making. Oh, so I fucking love it. It's like, it's taking some time. Right. But I'm like, I have to. But take the time. Yeah. I feel like I've rushed so much shit. I'm like, yeah. how the fuck did I already just do another special? And I, it's it's great, but there are days where I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to like really make something that I feel like will, I think a lot of women our age, our generation are really worried about having kids. Yeah. And Petrified. rightfully so. And I think I just want to give like an honest like, here's what it is after. Yeah. Like, this is what it really feels like. So I have to live that a little bit first. So when are you going to shoot that? I don't know. When I have the material. Yeah. I think probably September. I'm hoping September. Great. But we'll see what the year, like right now I'm still like 
I've gotten on stage and it is rough. Like <laughs> it is rough. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I feel like a million miles away from stand up. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, I just don't know who I am right now. So yeah. I'm like, let me just hold a beat, you know? What is your preparation? Because like what I do before I'm about to start a new tour, I'll like, you know, I'm always keeping voice notes. I'm always writing and all this shit. But then I basically lock myself in my basement for a week beforehand and I like homeland it. Like it yep. literally looks like a fucking whiteboard of psych psychosis. Yep. And then I basically bang it out. And then I'm like, all right, let's hope I have, yeah. you know, uh, let's hope I have material. I feel like I'm fucking around yeah. until about two months mm -hmm. before I actually shoot it. Well, let's be honest, a month before I actually shoot it. I think I did three dates where I did things in the right order. Right. And then everything before that was like, maybe I'll do it this way. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll try it this way. Does it feel more natural this way? So I'll like, I'll let the jokes lead me into the next joke, if that makes sense. Yep. And then feel it out and see which one has the most, feels like one story. Yeah. You know, so I try to do it that way. But I don't really, it's hard to call that a process because it feels like so chaotic. I know people are like, what, what do you do? I'm like, I like, I write a ton on the road like that. I just kind of go out with my bullet points. I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. And yeah. I write it on stage, but there are moments where I'm just <laughs> like, when I first start out with all new material, I mean, I'll go into clubs. And I'm like, all right, just buckle the fuck up. I have yeah. no idea what the fuck's about to happen. Yeah. No, that's, that's the only way you can do it. That's the way it's, that's the way it's happening now. And it's, yeah. let me tell you something. It's painful. It's so painful. <laughs> it is so painful being at like the improv in West Palm. And you're like, all right, guys, Joe Biden, am I right? I you know, know you're like, oh, fucking yeah. kill me. I'm like, I know you guys are excited, but don't be. Because yeah. we are in for a bumpy ride. <laughs> Please don't be. And then I love when people come to the show. They're like, I saw you when you were doing the clubs, like opening it up. And then I came to the taping and they're like, this is like a whole other show. I'm like, yeah. thank you for being a part of this creative process. With yes. Me. Like, you know, you've also put on about 15 pounds. And you, you, I'm like, well, that's what the road does. That's like, what the road does. You didn't have to. You, you didn't, didn't have, have to, to mention that. You didn't have to double down but on that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel like. Anybody who gets it, like anybody who's willing to come to a show where you're working it out, I genuinely yeah. just want to be like, like, thank you. Thank you so much. Because we need it. Mm -hmm. I need that time. I, I use that time in many ways more than the special because yeah. I'm, that's when I get to actually create shit. That's when I giggle the most too in the beginning process when I'm on the road and I literally, that's when I have those really hearty giggles to myself where I'm like, we're figuring it out. I've had 65 chicken tenders backstage yeah. and we're doing shit. Yeah. You're just ripping pages yeah. out of your notebook while you're going. And it makes me hot and horny and terrified in the same way. Yeah. Shark never change. Air Purifier Max is the best purifier on the market, period. I've got one in the basement. One in my room, one in my mom's room. It's fucking legit. The reason I love it is because it saves me $300 or more in filter replacement costs over five years. It has a clean sense IQ, which tracks air quality and consistently adjusts power to maintain clean air in your home. So basically it alerts you when there's dust particles, when there's shit in the atmosphere. So like if the air in my room gets a little dusty, maybe I had a window open, it will let me know. It will alert me to say, hey bitch, close that window. We got to clean this place up. I got a bunch of these shark air purifiers after I painted. I was doing a lot of interior design in my home. I was painting a ton and I just felt like my air quality was terrible. I got these in and it has changed the game. As an anti-allergen HEPA filter, which captures more micropollutants than HEPA standards require, trapping 99.98% of large, small, and micro-sized particles. Covers up to 1,400 square feet for powerful multi-room purification. You know, if you want your house to be like the cleanest, the most pure zen place on the planet, then you need to get the Shark Never Change Air Purifier Max. I love it. Listen, you got to visit sharkclean.com and use code ABSOLUTELY at checkout for 20% off your purchase of the Shark Never Change Air Purifier. That's S-H-A-R-K-C-L-E-A-N. That's sharkclean.com and use code ABSOLUTELY for 20% off your order. You're going to thank me later. Also, this is a great gift. People don't think to buy things for their home. You know, this is such a good gift to get for Christmas. So I would get it at sharkclean.com. Use code ABSOLUTELY for 20% off your order. Okay, factor meals. You know, it's a bustling holiday season. And while you're doing a lot of cooking at home, there are also times where you just want to grab something. You want to grab something healthy that will keep you on your goals. Listen, you could get America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service that can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Save time on the holidays, okay? You're going to have one day where you want to cook, and the other days, you don't want to be freaking bothered. I really, really love the factor meals. I think they're delicious. 
They sent them to me while I was on the road. I got back from touring and it was so nice just to open my fridge and have something ready right there. Listen, you can try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving, or if you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best during your holidays, try the Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Sometimes it's really hard to get your protein in, but with Factor Meals, they just make it so easy. Head to factormeals.com slash absolutely 50, that's absolutely 5-0, and use code absolutely 50 to get 50% off. That's an incredible deal. That's code absolutely 50 at factormeals.com slash absolutely 50 to get 50% off. Hey, if you're getting 50% off, Why would you not get something that helps you work smarter, not harder, so that you already have food right there in the fridge, ready to go, heated up, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. We love it. Again, go to factormeals.com slash absolutely50 and use code absolutely50 to get 50% off. Now back to the podcast. So you're obviously going to wrap up SNL. Then you're going to go to Florida with Andy. He's doing shows. Yeah. Do you ever write with him? Yeah, we write together all the time. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. It's awesome. I pitch shit to Jeff all the time. He's like, I don't know. Let me text the boys in the group. Text, see what they say. I'm like, you can't text a joke, Jeff. It doesn't come off the same. At least send them a voice yeah, memo. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what was the joke again? I'm like, oh, God damn it. I'm going like, to kill you. You're like, forget it. I don't need Rizzo and Polito. Your fucking focus group. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need your fucking market research. Got boys from Penn State to let me yeah. know. Like, didn't love the joke about I, Jeff's hair plugs. Didn't love it. You know? Like, what the fuck? Did yeah. Jeff get hair plugs? No, he's getting a hair restoration. Dude, Andy yeah. did that. Oh, did it Did it work? It kind of worked. Okay. He's you getting- You gotta the, be really careful and the, the recovery's tough. So that's it. Jeff is getting the little hair restoration and he's going to a guy where they don't have to shave his whole head. Yeah. Because that was a whole thing. Everyone's like, go to Turkey. I'm like, I'm sure the doctors are great, but they have to shave your whole head. Yeah. And Jeff's kind of having a swan makeover right now. Like by the end of the year, our, my WGA um, insurance is going to run out, yeah. right? Because I have to sell another project at the yeah, top yeah. of the year. Yeah. So we were like, all right, let's get all these doctor's appointments. He's getting his sinus surgery, his nose fixed because he has deviated septum. He's going to get the hair. Right. He just got an endoscope for the acid reflux. I'm like, let's just pile it on. Yeah. So Jeff's going to be a new man, but he, um, yeah, he's doing the restoration. Good. So they don't have to shave his whole head. Did Andy have to shave his whole head? No. Okay. No. So he did the same. He must have done the what, same. What did they thing. pluck it from your the it's back nape crazy. of your neck? I gotta tell you, yeah. get in there with a phone because it's oh, fun. Fuck yeah. It's fun. Okay. I, it was like they took it from the back of his head and they planted it in the top. And it took about nine months to grow in. Fuck. Yeah. God damn. It's the reason I say that is because I think Jeff's gonna have a nervous breakdown about Andy how did. long it's gonna take. Andy did. Did he look goofy? He did. <laughs> he looked he looked pretty goofy. Pretty goofy. But yeah. here's the thing. Jeff, I don't think Jeff is balding the same in the in the way Andy was balding. He really isn't. When people say that, but it's just it's getting thin on top. So I said, let's nip this in the bud now yeah. because I don't want you to have a midlife crisis and right. then, you know, buy a fucking PT Cruiser convertible yeah. in like a year. Like I need you to be focused. Right. So yeah. let's go ahead and fluff it up now. I I said the same. I was just like, it's not the worst, but uh-huh. and you could still cover it up. But there was there was one photo of him riding a dolphin that was rough. <laughs> I was like, that's smoother than the dolphin. Mm-hmm. That is, you're you're as bald as the dolphin. Yeah. in some of those spots. Yeah, you don't start noticing things until you start noticing. It's yeah. like all or nothing. I mean, I lost all my hair through IVF. That's why I have extensions now. And literally, it was like all of a sudden, I woke up one Did day you? and all my hair was gone. Yes, yes, because I basically had you know like the postpartum shed. Yes, but without the baby. Uh-huh. Fuck. Yeah. Because I was doing, I had done IVF like three times to so even get one embryo. So I was super juiced up. So yeah. then when I was detoxing off the drugs, my hair was like, I was in the shower and I was like, just like putting wads of hair that's on what's the fucking happening. shower. Yeah. That's what's happening to me now. It's starting to. And then it's a vicious cycle. You start getting hair extensions. And then if you ever take them out, you feel like a bald, wet Oh, yeah. Rat. I mean, so. I, w- I had been doing extensions for about two years now, anyway. Yeah. So I was like, I, fucking take my hair. I take, just take it. I got, I got nothing left. I got more. Yeah. All right, so was Andy's recovery really bad? Like, was he a nightmare? He wasn't. He was like, I mean, he Can they was- wear a hat? He was a man who was in pain, so yeah, that was so, like a lot, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, he, Andy is a comic, so he could not sit still. And he was right. like, I'm going to go back to work. And I was like, they say not to do that. And he was like, no, I'm going to go back to work. And he would, he had this fucking ace bandage that he wrapped around <laughs> no. his head with a bucket hat over it. And I was like, I can see the ace bandage. Like, right. you look like you've had a traumatic brain injury. Right. And you're just wandering around with like, and it looks like you picked that hat out as a result of the traumatic, the traumatic brain, brain injury. <laughs> So you, you got hit by an MTA bus and he will not listen to me. And then uh-huh. he'll, he'll look at a picture of himself. He'll be, he'll be like, why didn't you tell me I look dumb? I'm like, I tell you, you look dumb every day. Yeah. I break you down. I, I try and 
dress you down and break you down because that's my job as your wife. And, it's, and you don't listen. It's you're impenetrable. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> same, I same. cannot stop your confidence. I don't know where it's coming from, yeah. but I can't stop it. Yeah, when Jeff found out that he might have to shave his whole head, he's like, I can't do it. We got to find a local doctor. So we got a guy where he's hopefully, but he's, I was like, you just wear your hats, wear your hats. But you can't wear the hats in the country club. That's the yeah. only thing. And he, Jeff lives at the country club. So I'm like, honey, you know, you're gonna have to take your hat off. Like, what are you gonna do? He's like, I will figure it out. I'll eat on the lawn. I don't know what I'm gonna do. But I, cause Jeff wears his like fitted Penn State, his little, you know, yeah. his little hats all the time. Yeah. But I just said, I need you to be prepared. Like this is the long run. Like eventually I'm gonna get my neck done. Like that's what I want for my 40th birthday just to tighten it up. I'm going to do a lower face. Yeah, that's what I want. That's what lift. I want. Because here's the thing. We're flawless here, but I can tell that this is starting to droop mm -hmm. and I just want to tuck that right up Not there. only can I tell, my lady has told me. So that's cool. <laughs> Dude, I was at Bloomingdale's buying more foundation and the woman, I know she was trying to upsell me on the serums the other day, but she was like, you know, you really need something for the peeling and the dry and, and you always have chin acne. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck do you want from me? I said, yeah. I'm not buying the serums. I came here for the concealer. Yeah. And then I went to get a facial after on Sunday after I saw you at SNL and, and it was a two and a half hour facial. And I was like, okay, oh, all right, got nice. it. Thank you Where'd for doubling that. Dude, you have to go to see a beauty. Okay. Go see my girl, Karen. She uses the fanciest fucking products. She's not that expensive. Use my code or just, no, I don't even have a code. Just call and name drop me and she's doing 50% off right now. Change okay. your life. Okay. Karen at C is beauty. It's great. on brand Lafayette and grand, I think. Okay, great. She'll change your life. Awesome. She's a small Chinese woman who does not fuck around awesome. and she'll keep, give it to you real. Great. She does like a four, I'd say 45 to an hour of just extractions. Oh my God. Yeah. Like you, and there's not a pour that goes unturned. There's so, I was going to say, I was like getting ready for this podcast today. Yeah. And I was like, Heather is like, uh, like your skin right now. Thank you. Woo. <laughs> it's, it's Karen. I was like, it's Miss Karen. You look fucking good. Thank you. It's also this YSL foundation. It's called after, after hours, all hours. And it's changed the game. Okay. But it's a full beat right now. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It looks I, great. I don't have the ability to do like, I'm either trolling underneath the bridge telling you riddles or I'm full glam. There is no like, I'm running around doing errands half-assing. I can't tell you when I saw the video of cookie, the yeah. cookie video, yeah. <laughs> I literally, I was laughing because I was like, that is, that is exactly what I look like right now watching this. Mm -hmm. It was like, with the, you had the you rat were, tail, the rat tail, you, the flu induced rat tail. The flu induced rat tail. I was like, that's just my at home look. There's no flu. There's, I just do that. But that is me. Like when people see me out and about, like at the airport, like it's rough. Like I finally started like my, my buddy Ray, who opens for me, he's like, Hey sweetie, we're gonna have to put on like a little concealer and a bronzer because people are recognizing <laughs> you at the airport and the fans are disappointed. So like when I'm on the road, cause I'm like, I'm going to beat a face at the show that night. I'm flying from Cleveland. Right. Like, let me live. Yeah. But it got to the point where people were like, Hey, it, you're starting to scare <laughs> They're going, one. Heather? Heather? And they're like, and then I always get the number one thing. What do you get when people meet you in person? Are they always like, you're a little bit, you're so petite because you're a very petite person, but you come off as petite online too. I, I do? You do. Yes, Rose, I but you I feel you're, like I come off really big. Like, like, like I'm- You come off tough, which yeah. is funny because you're actually a very like soft, gentle person. Yeah, deep down. Deep down. But, yeah. you, but you're a bad bitch. But I always get people like, you're so much smaller in real life. I'm like, am I? Am I? You know what I mean? But you're I'll like, take it. I'll like, take it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. I, I get, usually when people recognize me, they always are asking, there's always a question mark at the end. Mm -hmm. They're always like, Rosebud? Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and then I'll turn around and I'll go, hey. And the, I, I don't, like, I don't get recognized often or I just have a very unapproachable face, like walking down the street. Mm -hmm. But they'll be like, Oh, hey, hi, hi. And then I realize <laughs> that they don't know what they want to say. And I don't know what I want to say. So I always just ask them their name. And then I go, nice to meet you. And then I walk away. Walk away, yeah. Like that's the, because it's it's funny when, whenever I've recognized somebody that I am a fan of, I freak out first and then think about what I want to say to them. Got it. And I never know. I never have anything. It's always like, I love you. See, I kind of have it down to a T. I've noticed because when guys are fans and they approach, they'll be like across the street. They'll just be like, McMahon, love the shit, love the pod. And they keep moving. Yeah. Women, we fall the fuck out. We yeah. lose our shit. Yeah. Like I always tell women that the number one thing is they scream. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not even like super fans. It could just be like a woman at my country club and she's just like, Heather! and they yeah. scream. And I'm like, why are we screaming? They're like, <laughs> I don't know. That was just the reaction I felt in my soul. And I'm like, but why are we yelling? It could be, hey girl, love the shit. Let me come over. Let's take a photo. Let me show you photos of my baby. This Whatever. This is why I love women fans. Me though. too. I do too. Cause then I, I will, I will feel like a rock star. I will feel like Mick Jagger walking through the airport. Yeah. It's just a woman being like, Heather! 
yes. Yeah. You're just like, yes, you just made my day. Yeah. But I try and be like the cool dude approach when I meet people that I like. Mm. But I think we, I'm like you, we probably just scream too. You oh, know? I get really Harry excited. Harry I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I've been, I've been recognized and then asked for a picture with them. Yes. Yes. That's insane. Yes. Like, I'm like, wait, they didn't want one. It's like, <laughs> they, they're not interested in a photo. And I'm like, let's take a photo. Like, Was there anybody at SNL that came through that you were like, I, you couldn't handle it? You were just like, Dude, I fell out this week when I saw John Batiste. Yes. I fell. I I literally was coming up from the floor from my sketch at, with August and we walked through the door and I just went. Yeah. Like I, just, I fully. Melted my whole down. body like flipped out. Did you see his Netflix um, yes. documentary American yeah. Symphony? I watched it th- when I had the flu and I literally was like, this man is a fucking musical genius. Yeah. That's, it's it's other like artists. It's not even like, if I were to see, I mean, I love Harry Styles. I'm been trying to have sex with him for a while. I mean, <laughs> would I be excited to be in the room with him? Yes. But it's really like people that I admire their art. That's where I get creepy and be like, I yeah. watched your Netflix. I know. I really enjoy your music. I sometimes listen to it when I'm taking a bubble bath. And they're like, back the fuck up. I know. I literally was like, I, I saw him and he was, well, he was wandering around the writer's room and mm-hmm. he looked down, he was looking at all the pictures on the wall, mm-hmm. right? And he looked down at me and I'm sitting on the couch and I just look, I went, I love you. And <laughs> it was like, he's like, cool. And then yeah. he left, he immediately left the room. I, like I walked him, mm-hmm. you know what I yeah. mean? He, he just, has an interesting energy too. And he was backstage, what, with Adam Driver? I take it they're really good buds. They're really good friends, yeah. Yeah, and he just has a cool energy. And you're like, yeah, you write fucking jazz music. You're way cooler than anybody I will ever meet. Yeah, I don't even know why you're here. I don't even know, why are you here? Yeah. Okay, so John, you freaked out. Was there ever a guest where you're like, this is an iconic moment for yourself? Or I mean, here's the thing. When you're in this business, you start meeting people and you're like, everyone's the fucking same. Yeah. In, in a lovely way. In terms of uh, like iconic, iconic moments, I, I don't know. Girl, I'm too tired. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Like I can't, I don't think I've formed a new memory. And again, you're dealing with actors. It's so different. So they're coming in, they have a whole crew, they have handlers, they have people like holding yeah. their hand a little bit. Yeah. They're method acting, they're getting into character and everybody else in there who's a comedy writer, stand-up performer. What? I do have one Who? moment. Jack Harlow. Oh, dude. Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would fan the fuck out. Yeah. I <laughs> I knew we had the same taste. I had the funniest. <laughs> I literally, I walked in to pitch something to Jack Harlow. And I was like, so we got this promo. You're going to be doing this. Keenan's going to hop out of the elevator. It's going to be great. It's it, like, so yeah, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, I don't like that. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I jerked off to your last album. I'm like, so okay, upset right now. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. No, I hate it. I, yeah. I hate it. Yeah, it I, didn't, I didn't write it. You're like, so. here's photos of my baby. I'm just, I'm a new mom. <laughs> Forgive me. I'm a new mom. He's like, oh yeah, cool. It was so, I was, I, it was just one of those moments where I, I just went, okay, yeah, no. So uh-huh. cool. Well, what do you want to do? <laughs> we can just do whatever you want to do. I, I, you know, that was a moment. Of oh, just me. sheer rejection from sheer Jack Harlow. Sheer rejection from Jack Harlow. Uh-huh. Where I was like, I'm, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. I, I I am so in love with him in a weird way. He's not even really my type. There's just something about like the swag that he has. Oh, Is he yeah. a petite guy in person though? No, he's tall. Okay. Yeah, I dropped the panties. Yeah. If he's tall. Because, you know, you meet a lot of these guys too. A lot of these musicians and they're little itty bitty guys. And I'm a, yeah. I'm a large woman. I need to know. He's real tall. He's real tall. Heather. Oh, yeah. fuck. Okay. I am hoping that when I host <laughs> SNL and you and I get to write all the sketches, you know, because I told you this the other day, I was like, we were walking around backstage with Chloe and you and our friend Casey and Ray and Jeff. And I was like, listen, I already have the wigs are ready. The, the suits are pressed. Mm-hmm. The costumes are ready to go. The sketches have been written. So I'm showing up and going to go ahead and y'all just punch it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's going to be the easiest week of work for you because yes. it's been my fantasy. So I'm just hoping that when I do host, it will be like Pitbull will be the musical artist. You know yes. what I mean? That's what I want. Oh my or God. Like I would Sean love Paul. That. I want like, you know, him like doing a remix of Temperature. Sean Paul featuring Heather McMahon. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just in the background going, Pondery play. You're, you're doing all the sketches. You're doing update. Yep. You're doing the music. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. You're basically Lizzoing it. I'm Lizzoing it. I'm Adeling yeah. it, if you will. Yeah. So everyone's like, well, I don't think Pitbull would come back and do SNL because, I mean, unless he drops a new album, I'm like, I have manifested it. It will be me and Pitbull. <laughs> so then I can play Pitbull in a sketch with Pitbull. I've already figured it out. Okay. Yes. It's on the vision board. <laughs> Amazing. Who is your dream guest moving forward? Um, Honestly, dream guest? Yeah. Dream host. Dream, dream host. Dream Sorry. Host. Um, I told you. You are. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because we could have fun. 
No, you know, I'm, I'm like easy to work with. I'm like dying to have you host. <laughs> you heard it here first. I really want yeah. you to. I feel like it would be such a fun week. I feel like you would run with it. You're such a collaborator. Like, and the whole show is so collaborative. Like yeah. it's everything is like, you make it all together. I, I do feel like I, I saw a clip of Seth Meyers talking about how when you come back and host, you're surprised at how, how little the host knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, I feel like you, I could be there for you and be like, hey, this is yeah. what's happening. This yeah. is what's going on. You know, like there's so many moving parts that you're just kind of being like carried through it. And I feel like you- I'd love that. Would, I just, yeah. And here's the thing. I'm willing to be ugly. Uh, you know what I mean? Make me as ugly as possible. <laughs> I won't do the grossest <laughs> shit. I'm not one of the actresses coming in like, find my light. I'm like, give me the seven chins. Yeah. Let's do some prosthetics. Like I'm fucking dialed yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that you believe in me. But listen, I believe in you. <laughs> I think you're a fucking phenomenal comedian. I think you're so funny. You're a great writer. You're an inspiration. And I think if I have a baby this coming up year, I I will also send Jeff to the Ukraine just I, to get the fuck out of my I house. swear to God, I'm going to be reaching out to you when yeah. you have your baby. I uh, am going to be reaching out to you every fucking day. I love you. I, I am like, I'm obsessed now. I don't know why this happened, but I'm obsessed with like when my friends get pregnant. I'm yeah. just like, what's going on? How do you feel today? How do right. you feel today? What's going Is it hell? Oh, okay. Like I, I can't stop texting with like pregnant comics. Uh, I can't stop. Somebody did say uh, the other day, they were like, oh God, here comes another female comedian pregnant again. I don't know who they were referencing. And I heard it on like a podcast. I was like, yeah, because we have to do the fucking most. We have to still, we should be able to have babies and have our jobs and go out there. And if my water breaks on fucking, you know, you know what stage, needs to suck my dick. You know what needs to happen? There needs to be enough pregnant specials that men stop calling it a like a shtick. A shtick, yeah. Just bringing life into this world. It's like, no, it's just something we go through. Like it's that, that's all it is. <laughs> and you guys can keep doing your specials with your fresh hair plugs and then we'll quit calling it a shtick. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? <laughs> Rosebud, where can everybody find you and tell everybody what you have out now? Cause okay. you have a million things out. Yeah. So I have uh, a new set out on Netflix. It's, it's called Verified Stand Up. It's um, fucking hysterical. She's brilliant. There's I other adore great you. comics on it too. You're the best. And, uh -huh. um, and then my special Whiskey Fists on YouTube. And also, uh, that's my time with David Letterman is also on uh, iconic on Netflix. So, and where can everybody find you online and tour dates and all that oh, shit? Rosebud Baker on Instagram, TikTok, and rosebudbaker.com for tour dates. Gorgeous. And if you see her out with Baby Minnow in a Chanel suit, just give her, scream at her, scream at her from across the street. <laughs> Rosebud, I love you. Thank you for I being love here. You. I love you guys. We'll see you on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. As always, you know, clench your pussies and grab a bottle and pray for daylight. <laughs> Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.